0: I visited a priest once in Lagos, Nigeria, that I didn't know really well, but he was somewhat unusual. Um, Anybody who went there would have been very uncomfortable because he kept the house spotlessly clean, and he was really, really over the top when it came to being neat and tidy. He'd even go so far as that when he would be walking around his kitchen or his family room, he had two, two mops and he would put them on his feet and as he walked along he would polish the floor. So a very unusual character indeed. So when I went to visit him, I sat down, I was talking to him, and I said, John, I'd like to use your bathroom. And he said, just go down there, there's a bedroom on your left, go down there and use the bathroom there. So I walked down, went into the bathroom, or into the bedroom. The bathroom was off of it. And right sitting there in the middle of the bedroom was a coffin. So I looked at it with shock, went in to use the bathroom, and came back out. I came up to John. I said, John, do you know there's a coffin in that bedroom? He said, yes it is uh, there for we are hiding it. I now have your attention, yeah. (laughs) So what happened? I kind of want to make a long story very short. So it goes back to um, a Father Tanzi who was a priest in eastern Nigeria and was a very holy man. Then he went to England and he entered a monastery there and he lived and he died there. So Father John was part of the process of him becoming a saint. So they disinterred him, if that's the correct word, disinterred, took up his body from the ground and found that there were just bones. Some people were hoping that his body would be uh, still in perfect condition, but there was bones there to put it in the coffin And they shipped it back to Lagos. So the fun began when the plane landed at the airport because outside in the terminal waiting for the baggage and and air freight to come out were two different groups. One group was from his home village, the other group was from the church, the parish church that he served in. And they were getting very angry and agitated because both of them wanted the coffin. And they wanted to bring it to either his village or to his parish. And it really wasn't out of any great devotion to him or to what he stood for. What they wanted it for was wherever his body would have been buried would become a shrine. And where you have a shrine, you have religious stores, and people need to eat and drink and have accommodation. Do you get where I'm going? And that's what was going on at that time. So John was involved in it, and he was able to get the coffin loaded into his truck and drive it to his house and put it in his spare bedroom until the dispute was settled by the bishops at that time. So that will give you a little bit of an understanding of what is happening in the Gospel of today. Jesus has begun his ministry at the death of John the Baptist. He comes into the, the, the land that God has given his people and he's trying to revive that whole idea that people the people are God's chosen people. They are the people of God. And he's calling people to come and follow me, and he's speaking beautifully. And he's curing people of evil spirits, of, of, of sickness, Peter in law, fever. He took her by the hand, raised her up. He's doing, and people are beginning to become excited because of what he is saying that the Messiah is among us. Then he comes to his hometown. And he unrolls the scroll as we had in last Sunday's Gospel. The Spirit of the Lord has been given to me. He is sent to bring good news to the poor. Set prisoners free. A year of favor from God. The people are delighted. Because they heard about everything that he is doing in the other places. Now they want him to razzle-dazzle in his own village as well. And Jesus knows where they are going. They want a shrine, they want a bookstore, they want religious goods, they want accommodation. They were desperate people, they wanted to make money out of Jesus. And Jesus says to them, this is not uh, who I'm about. He says this is not who you are about either. It's a beautiful line and it says that when they thought Jesus would bring them untold blessings, they spoke favorably of him when they understood that he's asking them to bring blessings to others, they are enraged. Because what Jesus wants them to realize is that the reason why they are God's chosen people is that in and through them, people would know of the great love of God for all people. And when Jesus speaks about Naaman the Syrian and the the woman The widow and her son, these were all Gentiles and alien people. And Jesus is asking them to bring God's message out to those that were even despised at that time. So they are furious with Jesus because of what he is asking them to do. And further even to to bringing that message out to them, we get an understanding of, of the kind of love that Jesus wanted them to bring in the second reading. And that is the reading, a uh, beautiful reading of love that we have from St. Paul. And we would be greatly mistaken and we would do great disservice to St. Paul if we equated what he says about love as an emotion or a feeling. It is not. It has nothing to do with how you feel, that warm feeling of love that you have for somebody else. It's a very specific love, agape love, which is all about actions and attitudes. And it is given a priority to orthopraxis, to right praxis, right actions in the name of God. So it is being patient, being kind, being encouraging, being respectful, not only to other people, but even those that you dislike the most. To not hold another person in their faults and failings. To be always seeking the good of another person, irrespective of who or what they are. And this is what Paul is saying has priority over when he even talks about the gift of tongues. He's talking about, at that time, that people, some people had the gift of singing like angels before God, a very sacred music between the person and God, and he's said, even that, even those with all knowledge that there is, there could be professors of scripture, of whatever it is, but if they don't have the desire to seek the good of the other person, including your enemies and those that you dislike and they dislike you, to seek the good of the other, then you cannot say that you are a disciple of Christ. So today's gospel is, is a very challenging one because it is very much asking us to make, to realize that the faith that God has given to us, it's not about ourselves. It is that so that what God has given us is a gift so that we would be able to bring that love to other people. It is a love that always forgives. It's a love that does not count the, 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 the wounds that have been visited upon us. It is a love that is always seeking the betterment of other people. It is beautifully exemplified by when Peter's mother-in-law was struck down with fever, that, Peter, or that Jesus went to her, took her by the hand, and raised her up. And that is what is God, and in Jesus, is inviting us all to do, to be a force for good, that goes to people who are oppressed in any way to take them by the hand and to raise them up.